shine the lights on me. Go time and we'll grind lonely. Shine bright, that's what the lights told me. So I take what's mine and I'll ride slowly. I ain't got no time for no right moments. So I take what's mine, shine the lights on me. Hello, everybody. And welcome to the Ozone. Live from a hot and steamy Koreatown. This is the Brothers Miller on a very, very excited edition of the Ozone for yeah. the fall classic that feels like summer. Right? And you you call it a steamy a steamy day in Koreatown. I call it hot and dry. It's dry. It's just steamy because it's hot. I just, <laughs> too hot. It's too hot. Damn. You got the police and that fire, man. It's John Blaze out here, folks. We're talking 105, 106. Jonathan Blaze Sr. And I mean, things are catching on fire. It's very real. It's, it's a, very, it's very It's a real. very real situation. No, all jokes aside, be careful out there. Hydrate, ladies and gentlemen, because a lot of people are going to catch this heat stroke. Right, and don't throw those cigarette butts out there either. Yeah, be responsible, on, folks. Man. Stop throwing your cigarette butts. Go get a vape. Do something else. Just don't throw <laughs> your creative. cigarette butts out because it, it's going to really affect people's lives. Right. Just like the World Series is going to affect people's lives. Especially mine. And we're here for it. Crack my head. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the apex of the Ozone's interest. We consider ourselves baseball aficionados, and we love the game. We love the game as a member of the family. The, the game has been there my whole time. There have <laughs> been others. But there's never been two lovers like baseball and me. I love it. I love it so much. And it's in your city. And it's, it's this is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So you know what we're going to do after we record the Ozone? We're going to head over to Chavez Ravine. And take in a game. And we're going to take a game. Have not, a game. Not just a game. No, a World Series matchup of giants. Right. And right, let's go through the lineups. Let's go. All right. We don't even need an intro. Let's go. Toe-to-toe, pound-for-pound. This is what's popping, ladies and gentlemen. We're headed to Chavez Ravine, and it is the Los Angeles Dodgers, the best team in all of baseball for all season, versus... The Houston Astros, who my brother has argued is the best team in baseball for all season. They were only three games off, so it's not like it was a leaps and bounds kind of thing. And they had a lot of injuries, just like the Dodgers. Sure did. And both teams weathered the storm. Both teams went through times when they lost. They had losing streaks. The Dodgers more so than the Astros. Astros. But the Dodgers had outrageous winning streaks. Like, there was a period when you literally, you couldn't beat the Dodgers with the 27 Yankees. But you could say the same thing about the Cleveland Indians. They went through that little run, too, and you see what happened to them. I agree, but they're not in this conversation because they're not here. Uh, they're at the house. Who's what here? You looking at Ernie? Don't who's, shake who's your head. Who's here right now <laughs> is Ernie, Terry, Omar, and these lineups. Let's start lineup with, by lineup. You name your the, squad. With, I'm going to get mine. We're going to match the, them up. Go ahead. Uh, well, okay. You leading off with who? I'm leading off with Chris Taylor, and I'm leading off with George Springer. <laughs> monsters, <laughs> two monsters. Yeah, but I, I will take, say but I that take George Springer all day. But I will say that. Uh, I think that George Springer, especially if you look at his numbers, his numbers are incredible. But George Springer hasn't been hitting this postseason. Yeah, he, he woke just, up last he, game. He woke up last game. It's going to be interesting to see Big if that game. carries over. Yeah, not only that, George Springer is a better defender. I agree with that, but Chris Taylor has more flexibility. Yeah, but he's, he's, but he's playing utility. center field. But he's playing center field. He's and George Springer is field. a center fielder, and Chris Chris. Taylor. And now my number two hitter. I am not concerned that you're going to be able to bring anybody out that can bang with him. Because well, this, I can't bring somebody out, but not the number two. This is the man. Yeah, and his name. At third base, from Fullerton, California, Justin Turner. 
Justin Turner at the three back. Yeah, we're going to Alex Bregman. That kid is big. Alex he's, Bregman's big time, and I can't wait to see him <laughs> because I talked to him last Young summer. Face-to-face, face, I talked to him last summer, yeah. and I told him the world was his, and he had a great attitude. He's got the right amount of arrogance to be a Major League Baseball player, a, but he also he, he performs. He performs. The, 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 throw, the that throw that he made is – you can't you – can't, I can't even put nothing on the, it. We're talking about the throw in game seven where he cut down the run at the plate, which really swung the momentum. They could have ended the game right there. Yeah. Because the thing about the Yankees, the Yankees are tricky like that. They're a momentum-based team, Mm -hmm. more so than most teams. Right. Because ultimately, the Yankees were actually playing over their heads. Nobody wants to hear that because all of America are Yankee fans, myself included. I'm not trying to front. I mean, I was— They went way further than anybody would expect. They're a year ahead of schedule. Yeah. This train is running up. If not two. If not two. Oh, ladies and gentlemen! Ladies and gentlemen— Star of stage and screen. Ladies and gentlemen. The trip is trip, 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 OG, OG is in, in the house. house. <laughs> That's an LA All-Star Jam for y'all who don't know out there. But this is Troy Garrity, my friend, my That's co-star, what's up. and a fellow Dodger. Lover, he can't be my boy too, just because I ain't down with the Dodgers game, my boy. LA All Star, we can all get along. We, all <laughs> we can get along. Don't be like that. <laughs> but you were salty. I'm not salty because ago. the Strohs are there. The Strohs are here. Okay, so earlier, if you guys are, are new listeners to the Ozone, we have our friends and family come on the Ozone and offer their opinions. Troy kept his super 100, and he said he thought the Dodgers were going to the World Series, and this is back in May. Yeah, this early. Is back in this is before they got hot. This, this is back in like 2003. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, so you were early. Yeah. You were so if early. you just put it out there, eventually your team will hit. <laughs> oh, God, I called it. Indians. I called it. Or the Twins. Right. Ooh. So so we're toe-to-toe. You were, at, you were at Justin Turner. I give you Bregman. But now the equalizer, which is more than the equalizer, there's not even another player in the league that is like this guy, and that's Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve is the ultimate. This guy he is, is the ultimate. He's the best player in baseball. Yes, he's, he's a five-tool player. That's what it is. He's showing how he can affect the game top to bottom. He won them the series against the Yankees. Yes. He did that. Justin Verlander got the MVP because Justin Verlander dealt. There's yeah. no two ways about it. But he that. also gave it to the Boston Red Sox. He gives it to everybody. You he hit three forty seven and you hit bombs. Yes. You I, I give you guys a and uh, crazy defense. A, a, a quick side note about him. I don't know if I shared this on Ozone before. A couple years ago I did a charity event out in DC. And uh, I was on the field before an Astros Nationals game. And I was standing there, and Jeff Lunau came up and started talking to me because he was a fan of CSI Miami. And we started chopping it up, and they were taking infield outfield. And he was like, you see that kid out there? I said, yeah, the little guy? He was like, yeah. He said, I got a crazy story about him. He goes, his name's Altuve. I said, yeah, I'm not familiar. And this is he literally, he just, they just, he just got on. Uh, I think it was like 2011, 2012 maybe, 2012, 2013. And he was like uh, – he was like, so he's from Puerto Rico. He showed up to a tryout, and literally the coaches said, hey, man, it's not going to work out. You, literally, you're just too small. You're undersized. So they sent him away. He sat and he watched the rest of the, the practice and the tryout, the whole thing, and they thought, okay, that's it. The next day he showed up again. They said, hey, kid, look, we told you it's not going to work out. The guy comes every single day for for four or five days, however long the tryout was. They finally let him on, and now he's Jose Altuve, league MVP. Baseball. 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 Been Betty hey, Betty. Good to me. Yeah. <laughs> They've never seen Freddie Patek before? I mean, come on, man. I don't know. That scout baseball, probably lost his job. Yeah, baseball is not about size. It's about. Thank you for that tangent. That side tangent. So, let but the see. guy that we got in the three hole. Hold up a second. Before, there's another, there's a, there's another 
a level of value to Altuve that gets overlooked. But lay it on us. He's a second baseman. Tight up so the middle. So when you get that, when you get that offensive output from a second Are baseman, right? Man. It's outrageous. You can't even put it. It's outrageous. Yeah, put that, that, a metric on that, it. That is such a big uh, quantifier as far as the Absolutely. rest of the value of your lineup. And so when you look at them, like you the know, one, did in Boston, one through nine, they're all like fifteen to thirty-five home run hitters. Like they're all threats. And they're all threats. When your second baseman is putting up numbers like that, you can. Uh, I, I just can't tell you the luxury that that and That's what you. it is. And, and, and you can tell he's a leader in the clubhouse. One thing that I love that he did in that game seven is they were up one to nothing, and literally they changed pitchers to get him out with runners on second and third, and he promptly banged the first pitch in the left field. Like, hey, I'm not going home. This is, this is <laughs> We need to keep playing. That's what and, it's about. I'm the one. I'm, I'm the in one. the three hole. I'm the one. You need to get me. Y'all need to be scared of me. There's nothing better than a little athlete. It's a monster. <laughs> you can root for a little athlete with a big heart. Because they're like the little brother, you know, like, I've had to play against you my whole life. Right, and to, you're relentless. I'm here to destroy you. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. here to destroy you. He's, he's, he's right. relentless. I mean, he's hitting, he hit 340 this season. 340. Oh, I mean, every season. Yes. The guy perennially gets 200 he's hits. He's a five-tool player, man. He's got, he's got speed. It all. He's one of the best base stealers in baseball. He's one yep. of the best base runners in baseball. He's got a crazy eye. Yeah. He's got a crazy eye. He has crazy defense. The defense is, the defense is nuts. It's nuts. Who's, and they are tight up the middle. Who's our four-hitter? Our three-hitter is, is a young kid named Cody Bellinger that is the rookie of the Altuve's year. Altuve's their three. Yeah, yes. yeah, as he should be. And our three is Cody. Yeah, Our three is Cody. I would actually, to, to be honest, oh, you man. can't front. Stop Jeez. it. Stop trying, stop trying. Stop trying. Stop trying. Carve him up. Okay, but let's talk about Cody Bellinger. Forget about that. Cody Bellinger almost hit you 40 bombs in three months. Not against lefties. I whatever to that. It, Cody well, Bellinger but that's what he's going against done. tonight. He's going against Dallas Keuchel. Oh, I understand. I understand that tonight. Terry. What you got to say? Stress. <laughs> Stress releases cortisol. Cortisol creates belly fat. Today. I don't belly have fat any. creates heart disease. Heart <laughs> disease will kill you. So you got to stop hating. <laughs> I don't have nothing. You got to keep it positive. Monstruoso. Yeah, but you you like, oh, no, it's gonna. It's all about it's the Rockies. It is, you know all, all the, yeah, like, he, he was. Cody Bellinger, thumbs down. Uh, yeah. Cody, how, how can no, you get Cody Bellinger? I'm talking about what I'm saying. You just gave him a thumbs down. I gave him a thumbs down when it comes to Jose Altuve and Cody Bellinger. He's okay, okay. Thumb down. Well, we give Jose, Jose Altuve, Altuve is the best hitter in, in baseball. In baseball. Yeah. He's the we best him, player in baseball. Yes. We'll right. give him We'll give him the, the – the, he has – Well, let's have, go to the four hole. Have, wait, wait, let's let's go to the four hole. No doubt about it. And now we get you again. Cody, wait. Cody Bellinger in three. Is a Right, right. He is batting behind the second best hitter in baseball. hundred percent. Yes. Hundred percent. That's so where you just missed that when you with yeah. that. That's and, when you would just miss. And missed. if Corey Seager at DH was going to be, that's going to be positive. But let's stay in. Let's stay in line. This is the Dodgers' surprise player, the breakout of the season, and honestly, he forced Dave Roberts to put him in the four hole as he should have. As he should have. I'm happy. Because very happy. For I him. am too. Because I tell you, as a baseball player, Yasiel Puig had to be totally disrespect felt totally disrespected. By waking up and seeing Kike Hernandez in the four hole, and you're in the eight hole in a playoff game, and you are the wild horse. Come on, man! Come wide the wild horse. <laughs> He's a wild if horse. You want a ride? <laughs> but Pig has been balling out. I mean, he had a, he had a comeback season, solid season. But his postseason, 
I can't front on Yasiel Puig. He's giving you five tool work in this playoff set, yeah. which I'm very surprised about. He's giving you good defense. He's seeing, giving you great seeing, eye. We're seeing the real Yasiel Puig. About, yeah. He had to learn the major leagues. Uh, in the major leagues. I, I completely like, agree. And I've been saying that ever since they brought him up. I felt like they put I felt like they put way too much pressure on him. And he had a hamstring issue. The kid is It wasn't even a hamstring issue. It's just he wasn't developed. You know, he, he they, ran, they threw him in the spotlight. Yeah, and they threw him in the spotlight and they put him on. But even though you but have he, Yasiel, he raised up to his level. But even though you have Yasiel Puig there, we have Carlos, the best shortstop probably in baseball. Carlos Correa. He's really good. Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> he's really good. So, but really, I don't know about the best shortstop because I think he actually wears Dodger blue. No. Myself. No. Yeah. No. I, I, who, if you, Chris Taylor? No. <laughs> Corey Seager. Corey Seager is Corey the Seager. truth. But no, he's Correa the is the truth. He, they, yeah. I mean, it's, it's love. Love it's is love. Listen, now, to I, me, I, if you go one through nine, Dodgers, Astros, I think the Strohs actually I have think the an Strohs, advantage. I agree. Oh, no question. I agree. The Strohs had the best offense in baseball. I agree. And this is where the next player And this is where the advantage comes in. But the next player. This is where the advantage comes in. The next player was the best player in the world. For a good three or four year period, nobody knew it. We and only knew it ass now. because we went to the World Baseball Classic. It's Yulieski Gurriel. Yulieski Gurriel, first baseman. Oh when my he, goodness! And he used to be a third baseman slash shortstop for the Cuban squad. I'm telling you, it was evident in the first World Baseball Classic in 2009. We were watching. We were like, "That guy has it. He is like better than Derek Jeter." I, you're, you're talking crazy. Yeah. Why are you say stuff like that? Why did you say stuff Terry? Like that? Derek Jeter? He's better than Derek Jeter. He's what? First, what did you? He's a first whoa. baseman. That's a terrible. What, 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 at honest. that point, and, and at that point, I, when I saw him in the World Baseball Classic, uh, he was equivalent to Derek my Jeter. God, he, give me, give me Canerco. Give got, me they, someone who plays first Jeter's baseman. Got, you, I mean, you go so far. Terry. You always go so far. The guy couldn't come over into the states. No, he was because Derek Jeter has given you. 20 years of service with five rings is why. Yeah, that, but not just because the other guy. Whatever the other guy has done ain't that. And I'm a I guess not fan, because you're stuck on I'm, I'm a, that, that doesn't That doesn't mean that he would have got it done. This guy is doesn't great. Mean that he wouldn't have. You're, yes, it does. Because, no, it doesn't. Because he didn't. That's mm-hmm. how that works. Oh. <clears throat> he never made it over here. He's here now. And he's, and he's punishing him to baseball. Exactly. But he doesn't have five rings. And I, and I bet you when he retires, he won't. Well, listen, I understand you want to compare people to the greats always, but I understand, but he always it's goes really too far. hard it to compare a shortstop to a first baseman. I agree. But at the but time he was playing yeah. he was playing he was exactly. playing third and short. Like, but even then, even then, would I rather have him up than Derek Jeter? No. That I mean that at right. the end of the day, that it is what it is. We've seen Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter blew it out I've against Pedro yeah. the, no, you ain't seen him blow it out against Pedro. But I've seen him in the World Baseball Classic and he was going against some of the best pitching in the world because yeah. actually the the World Baseball Classic he didn't is even some win of the best that, baseball you ever see in the world. He but didn't didn't even win win it's that. a team sport. It's not no, okay. Okay. Either way it goes. Like Dodger Dogs for Chick fil A. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just a terrible analogy. Terrible. Terrible work. Anyways, and in that we have the hero of of game five. Kike Hernandez in the five hole. Kike, who we've talked about for a long time, you know, we got blessed to sit on the on deck circle for several years now. We talked to Kike a lot, and he's a clutch dude. And and I'm happy to see him in the lineup. Um, I do give the advantage in the five hole, though, to Yuli Guriel and the Astros. In the six hole, surprisingly. Is Kike starting tonight? He's starting tonight in left field. Oof, I don't know about that. Yeah, you know, I me personally, I like having Andre Ethier in the game, even though he's a lefty on lefty, whatever. I I I believe in Andre Ethier, and I have for a long time. Me too. Dre I, is he, your man. Dre is my guy, and I and he's been with this with this Dodgers incarnation well, one of the Dodgers the, from the word go. Yeah, but one of the problems that the Dodgers have tonight, which is Clayton Kershaw comes out there halfway limp or whatever, is that they've never seen Dallas Keuchel before. That's a big problem. Well, 
okay, let's wait to get to that till the nine hole. We can run through the rest of them. The six hole, we got B-Mac, who's a super clutch player. He is. An Atlanta Braves product that's a monster. Great baseball Fundamentally player. Great sound. baseball player. For his whole career, he's been a great baseball, great baseball player. player. Came up in the right organization, knew how to win. And the wild card for the Dodgers in this one, Corey Seager. I'm assuming that if you're 22 years old, after two weeks of treatment and you're a professional athlete, you're close to, to 100%. It's not 100%. Go. He's good to go. And and when he's good to go, Corey Seager's a problem. He is a problem. Kid's a very good baseball player. Very, very good baseball player. Number seven is somebody I didn't necessarily give a lot of credit to, but I've come around even though, surprisingly, he had a bad postseason, even though he had a great regular season, and that's Marvin Gonzalez. But he had a big postseason. He had a couple of big games in the postseason. A couple big, yeah. couple big He's couple. only hitting like 150. Yeah, but he, he had, had a couple, couple big knocks. Hits. Yeah, a yeah, couple big, couple big knocks. That's what it's about. Versus Terry's favorite Dodger, Logan Forsythe. Oh, my goodness. Who has had a monster postseason? You can't front Logan Forsythe. Logan got Forsythe you. is about to get shut down. He got you. Justin Verlander is going to shut him down. Dallas Keuchel is going to shut him down. Number in, eight, in, another in, player in, who got in shut down. In there is where the glaring hole lies. I agree. You because uh, traditionally your second baseman is an offensive weak link, and this is where the balance is knocked out of the out agree. of the ring right, with, with Altuve at the t- playing second base. It's incredible because most teams it would be like, all right, another mediocre hitter who may step up. May, I'm calling who, who may Logan or may Forsyth not. Mediocre. He's a he's a good hitter. He's You're not giving credit for being mediocre. No, no, he's not. Logan Forsyth is like two twenty. Nah, but, but no, no. no, not 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 over his career. Yes, <laughs> but Logan Forsyth Forsyth is not has not been a productive hitter. Has not been a productive baseball player. Wow, man, that's pretty harsh. But. Terry again. <laughs> Again. Tell us how you really feel. But that's traditional. The second that's base. Traditional. Is traditional. Like, There's a handful of guys yeah. in the history yeah. of the game that have been a super productive. Right. Usually it's a guy like Mark Lemke at second base. Right. And if they can oh, hit, you're they hoping have for like, a big hit right. every boomer. If they can right. hit, they have they they can't field. Or right. Yeah, yeah. And right. usually they you get one or the other. You're, yeah. you're hoping you're hoping for defense. So this is where I feel like Logan Forsythe doesn't give you either. And now and now we have another guy here who had a who had a bad postseason and that's Josh Reddick and I will say this AJ Hinch has finally made the right decision to drop Josh Reddick to yes. the bottom of the lineup this is where I felt like he played a lot of games by having Josh Reddick at the top of the lineup he kept trying to write understand you believe in your guy blah you blah, 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 blah 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 you gave him a big contract but he was 0 for 23 I gotta drop you down the lineup yeah, and it's crunch time and he's, one of those, he's one of those dudes though that like Oh, I woke up and it clicked. I hit three bombs. Kill you. I agree. Yes, I agree. Will. You're right. He's that's tricky. why the Dodgers picked him up last year. Yep, and that's why he made a living. But in, I would not let Oakland. him go, come in against Clayton Kershaw. I would oh. not. I would not. Who else are you going to put out there? They have a they have a, a whole bench full of outfielders that they can put out there that's going to probably do what Josh Reddick is going to do. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm I don't know. I'll ride with my guy on that one. Um, and then you, in the eight hole for the Dodgers, you got Austin Barnes, Troy's favorite player. Speak a little bit about Austin Barnes as a pinch hitter. Austin Barnes has gone under the radar. He Austin has. Barnes is one of the best right-handed pitching, uh, right-handed hitter, uh, pinch, pinch hitters, hitters. pinch hitters in yeah. baseball and catchers. I like him. Um, yeah. yeah, and you know, I like him. I, I like him to, uh, against Yasmani. And I, when I, I first said that, you know, people from the Boris Scott Boris group laughed at me. Really? But my math is right, and now he's. <laughs> <trying to catch. laughs> well, we were there. Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, we were there. Yeah. Yep. And, but yep. his batting average off the bench against right-handed pitchers is like three forty or three sixty. I agree. He so, came up big in the playoffs. He, he's well, come yeah, up big. He's right. come up big. Yes, it comes. And, 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 he, and most importantly, maybe he, I didn't mean to cut you up. He calls a good game. Calls a very good game. He is steady. He is level And you can see that he's confident. Yeah, you know. And good. in the last series, if we saw anything else, you can see how sloppy work behind the dish can cost. You can argue that Gary Sanchez cost them the series. You sure can. No doubt. <laughs> I mean, he cost them the series. Yes, no doubt. 
No doubt. Not being able to catch the ball at home plate. Yes. Not even let's let's lose the pass balls and whatnot, and, and the, that and that's the balls that snatch out of the strike zone and everything yeah. else. Let's just talk about the actual plays at the plate that won them game one, won them game and a bad throw six yeah. seven and a bad throw out in the center field. Yeah, he's he, a bad catcher. He's a bad catcher. But he can swing the stick. But he can swing the stick. And he's twenty three. And he, he we've already established they're a year if not two years early. They're ahead of schedule, so you can't be mad at them. But in the nine hole. The advantage definitely goes to the Dodgers as far as hitting and pitching goes, yes. realistically. Let's talk about it. We got Clayton Kershaw. They got Dallas Keuchel. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. In my opinion, the super factor in this series that is unknown to me uh, is that on its face and in history, historically, Dave Roberts is a better manager than A.J. Hinch. I would agree. I've seen A.J. Hinch blow games for the Astros and almost or blow tried, the series. Or tried to like blow he tried to blow games. <clears throat> I mean, and, and and the most impressive thing that I saw in the last series from A.J. Hinch was that he let Lance McCullers finish Game 7. Yes. He wanted so bad to bring in Ken Giles and let he him mess know up the do. game. He wanted it so bad. After he had just had to let him throw like 30 pitches, 30 pitches the night, the night before. before in which a non, was not necessary. In a non-safe situation. Which was not necessary. I, I just, you know, Dave Roberts has pushed every button that's right for two years now. I think that this is when this line, this kind of lineup and this kind of ball playing is going to betray you because these guys, I like these guys on the Dodgers, but they're not. Most of them are playing like out of position. They're most of them are like not platoon players, but they're playing like multiple positions. So like with Chris Taylor playing in center field, when you have a George Springer, a real center fielder, it's not the same because in these games. If you make a mistake, if you overthrow or whatever you do, can't get to a ball. That's all fine unless, you know, if you can point to some mistakes that Chris Taylor I was going to say that. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not about that because Joy Springer will be able to get to certain balls and stuff that Chris Taylor won't be able to get to, which won't show up in the books because George Springer is actually an outfielder. Let's take a step I, back to managers here for a second. Yeah, go ahead. The, Be gone. The, it's not just the, the decision-making. It's also the interpersonal decision-making. Dave Roberts doesn't let his players push. And they don't, you know, and, and they don't, they don't defeat themselves. If you watch their at bats, they take so many pitches. Man, they put a lot of they don't on swing. The they don't. They don't. Pitchers. They don't swing at bad pitches. And if a if a player is pushing, and you watch Dave closely, he ta- he brings them in and settles yeah. them down and talks to them and reminds. I think he's them. a monster I'll, effect I'll, I'll on Yasiel Puig. Yeah, monster Puig, effect on Yasiel Puig. And you know what? On Bellinger too. He yeah. was pushing in Arizona. There was a period when he was pushing, and he pulled Bellinger to the side, and I saw him in the dugout talking to him right yeah. there. Let him go. This was in Arizona. And Cody's next at bat. You know, he parked it. And since then, I don't care what he's like. He's striking out quite a bit, but he's getting those clutch hits. Well, yeah, he's and he's a rookie. He's I mean, you throw. can't, you know, when you were talking about four-hole to four-hole, Correa is ahead of him as far as his career goes, you know. Uh, They're about the same age. No, but he's right. ahead of He's been in the league. This is his second year in the league of Correa starting Correa's also day. the number one pick. This Correa's doing time. what he's supposed <laughs> to be doing. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. And Cody Bellinger has been in the major leagues for all of three months. Let's not, let's not lose sight on that. Cody Bellinger didn't come up till late May and put up the dumbest numbers maybe ever from... He did. It, yeah. He's the best, greatest Dodger rookie of all time. And you it, 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 Well, if you look at just the numbers... On numbers. Two, two months. He missed two months. He played four yeah. months. And he played center field flawlessly and a, He's great, a great athlete. First base. He's a great athlete. He's still bad. He's a great athlete. Yeah. I just think right Yo, now. I just heard something about. They said Adrian Gonzalez is in Italy right now. <laughs> Forget it, huh? Good for him. He ain't on the team. You know what I mean? Like, He's on Taverna Chalusa. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. He's out there, you know. Getting fat. That's what, I'm like, what do you want from him? Get his back fixed. He got a squad there, though. Yeah. Um, but what were you going to say? I'm sorry. You um, said at this point. 
Yeah, but at this point with Bellinger, whatever, I think that this is when you, he's going to get exploited a little bit by the Astros. Let me tell you, he has a big hole. He has big holes in his swings, and a guy like Dallas Keuchel and Justin Verlander and even Lance McCullers, because actually the Astros have a better front line pitching. That this than is the this that, is where that's this is what I wanted to speak about. Is that one hitter on either of these teams does not make or break the team? That's what I love. Well, I agree it, with it, that. Can, it, it makes a big difference when he's in the three hole. Well, he's always going to be in the three or four. You know, see, Cody Bellinger is a three or four hitter. He's not a he's yeah. not a bottom of the lineup guy. Now, to me, I actually think that uh, I agree with T on this. The Astros have the advantage in the front uh, the front line of the pitching for this reason. We got the greatest pitcher of all time on yeah. our team, which is great. I don't know if he's a hundred percent, but I think he. I think. He's he's up to code though. He'll be up to snuff. I'd be amazed if the, even with the ball flying out, I would be amazed if there's more than four five, or five runs today. Five or six. Why? Well, this you're talking about a guy that on any given night can give you nine, nine scoreless. And I was gonna say that the factor of the weather and it's 105 degrees outside actually favors the Dodgers. In my opinion, well, they're I, Houston, I don't agree though. because Houston has better offense and the ball is carrying. And Houston, if they make contact, especially with Kershaw giving up a lot of home runs this year, he's almost given up thirty home runs this year. Yeah, yeah. And you're going against a power hitting team, so I would say the advantage is with the Astros, right but, now. but barely because don't sleep. The Dodgers put up some good. The Dodgers actually led the league in home runs. I do believe that they're close to it. Yeah, I think one of the problems that the Dodgers are going to have as well, what I was talking about earlier, is that they've never seen Dallas Keuchel. Well, this is the same problem that I, I think that the Astros have against Clayton Kershaw for the young guys. Now, Jose Altuve seen him. Some of the other guys. This is a great series, just yeah. top to bottom. <laughs> I think that I think that the front line starters minus Clayton Kershaw, the advantage is with the Astros because they seen you Darvish a lot in in playing when he was in Texas, and they hit him well. That's a problem. I don't, and I think it's unanimous. None of us really believe in Rich Hill. Rich Hill's been pitching above his head, yes. and if he and if he continues, God bless him. Right, that'll be amazing if Rich Hill can continue to pitch at the level that he's been pitching. He's been working out of a lot of trouble against the Cubs and uh, and against the, the Diamondbacks. And what I've seen, the Astros don't seem to let you get out of that trouble. No, they let you get out of that trouble if they're on the road. Sorry, and that's what uh, what's his name? That's what Dave Roberts has lined up is for Rich Hill to pitch at home. Now. Bullpen-wise, you're talking about arguably the greatest bullpen in the baseball history that's that's out there. They've, they've gone 58 innings with no run scored. But hey, I don't like that. I know because the odds say, yeah. say that you got to give it up. Right. And I'm However, though, the con- confidence plays so heavily it when does. you're it a reliever. Does. It does. And then there's something else that goes with that, though, which is I actually think the Astros' bullpen is not as bad as they showed us. No. I think they were mismanaged. Yes. Because Davinsky's been effective, as everybody who plays fantasy knows, Davinsky's been effective all year. But if you put him in the wrong situations, then he's not effective. Which if you bring in Will Harris in the yes. wrong situation, and Justin try to, and try to gonna bust his head yeah, and try to overpower somebody like Justin Turner, it's not like going to work for you. With, uh, or Cody Bellinger, yeah. that's not, it ain't going to work out. That's the right not way. the matchup that you're looking for. I, I, you know, I, don't ever bring in Liriano against the Dodgers. Don't disrespect the Dodgers like that. I think you can bring him in against some of those lefties. But here's the other thing: you got you he got throw strikes. Keuchel and Verlander for one and two. Awesome. Right, and then it's Morton. No, Lance McCullers. McCullers yeah. and Morton, right? Yeah, McCullers is yeah, very good. Darvish and Wood. We got that's like that. We have 
the advantage is way deep in our court there. The I only problem is we are in Houston, and they play very well in Houston. Well, I don't we know, they, they actually well play well on LA. the road as well. Because they just had they a played, hard time against the Yankees. They played well on the road. That's a good point. They played well on the road all season. Uh-huh. They just couldn't beat the Yankees yeah, in New York for they some just reason. Had this time, but they had handled the Yankees and I, all And I York. actually think that's because the lights got too bright for A.J. Hinch. Yes. I really believe that. Because he made a lot of bad decisions. Oh, man, and they weren't ready to play. No. They made errors. This is the same reason Cleveland is at the house. Exactly. In my opinion, Cleveland's still the best team in baseball. But, but, but no <laughs> doubt. But they played bad baseball. And you Terry Francona play. didn't have the team ready. Yes. Edwin Encarnacion got hurt, which changed the whole dynamic of everything. But you can't make three errors in a postseason game and expect to win the game. It's just not how. Nor baseball should you works. play. Pay, what is it? Playing for the fifth game when you already have the lead. You should two nothing. Yeah, you need you need to put your foot on the neck and and you got to smart hit the pedal, man. You got to hit the pedal. You got to you got to you got to play. You got to get man. him out of there. You got to get your man's thumb off your neck, brother. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, jive turkey. <laughs> so so this is gonna be just the clash of the titans. OG prediction. Dodgers and six. I, I, everybody's giving me Dodgers and six. I, I would say Dodgers and four, but I don't want to be disrespectful. Well, I'm going to be disrespectful because if they be if the Astros beat Clayton Kershaw tonight, it might be the Astros and four. If the Dodgers beat Clay, I mean, if the Astros beat Clayton Kershaw tonight, they might sweep the Dodgers. Wow. I'm going to say something so depressing. Say it. You know, growing <laughs> I'm up, I'm already in Los, down. Growing up, <laughs> no, but growing up in Los Angeles, I always had this like privileged sports inheritance, right? Yeah. We're winners. We're winners. Yes. And uh, the Dodgers have just been the Brooklyn bums. I did not realize until this series against Chicago that they had never won a pennant. They had not won a game in the second round of the playoffs since 88. Crazy, right? That's crazy. It's crazy. So they've been swept plenty of times. But and, you know and, what? and that's what I'm saying because what just like you were talking about the confidence factor, the confidence factor really sets in, especially against these young guys. If you can beat the best pitcher in baseball, just like they gave the Yankees hope, he's gonna be so tough. He's but gonna I, be tough tonight. He's, he's gonna, gonna be, be so tough. tough. But I just say, say that they have a puncher's chance tonight, just because of the weather and because of them not seeing Dallas Keuchel before. I think that plays big. So either they're gonna bust Dallas Keuchel up, or they're gonna, or this is gonna be tight all the way until the end. I, I'm gonna tell you something. Turner Ward, the batting coach of the Dodgers. I never knew him as a player. He has turned this Double team around. Common cards. Uh-huh. I had a lot of turn. Turn Ward used to play for the Braves, right? Was it? I thought he was with the Yankees. It was the Yankees. Yeah, he's been with the Yankees. He has yeah. turned this team around. They ha- they approach their at bats differently. They approach each at bat differently. Mm-hmm. They they make adjustments. They yeah. There's no pressure on them on the hitters. This team is seeing the ball, eyes wide open. I don't think. I, Listen, I love this young Houston team. I just think they outclassed right now. I really don't think so. And one of the reasons I was telling him earlier, which we, of course, disagree on, is that Houston had a harder road to go through. So they had to face Severino. They had to face CeCe Sabathia. They had to face Tanaka. They've had to face a lot of yes, different We faced Chris Frankie, Sale, Lester, oh, you know, I mean, Arietta. Come on. Those, those are mediocre pitchers. Grinky is not a great pitcher. Everybody said Johnny Cueto is I better have than to, I have to agree with 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 that. <laughs> Even though here's the thing that the Dodgers did do. The Dodgers beat people. The Who thing that I like about the Dodgers. Beat great teams. The Dodgers can beat you however you want it. That's the part about yeah. that's impressive about the Dodgers. You want a one nothing game? Guess what? We got a guy for that. And the guy that might give us the one run might be the same guy that doesn't give you any runs. <laughs> you want to mash out? Guess what? We got we got thump with us. Yeah. I I have been I have to give my take. 
I've been so impressed with the Dodgers all year because I'm like you. I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it never dropped. Although no, they, no, they no, keep no, 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 winning. No. They had their losing spell yeah, they, they, at the right the, time. And it was a little and, spooky, and too. And someone said something on the radio yesterday. I forgot who. On uh, They said that's where they became a better team. I agree. You have to lose, though. I that's, agree. That's the law of averages. Because no, it's not just losing. Like They were terrible. They were bad. Yes, yes but you're baseball. You I read an that. article that was incredible. This is where this is where Dave Roberts is that X factor, in my opinion. If you look at that 10-game, 12-game losing streak that they went on, right? And I think during that stretch, they went 2-19 and 19 or something for the because it was like two back-to-back streaks. There was three guys in the bullpen who gave up 90% of the runs. And they're not on the And they are not, not on the roster anymore. And you know what else? That's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's a move that nobody ever makes. Yeah. That is also when Adrian Gonzalez came back. They tried to insert him in first, at work. first base. And... Corey got injured, yeah. and he missed games, and the dynamic changed. Yeah, and and Cody got injured, and Cody got injured. If you remember, Cody Bellinger, he sat down for a little bit, and he came back. It took him a minute to get his swag back, and that's why I freaked out when they left Corey off the postseason roster. Because in, in like, the second round, I thought they were going to lose against the Cubs because of that. Because right. of that, I really did. But seeing them rebound, I'm so and th- seeing that this new nucleus that they have, they commun- these guys. They really play for each other. They like, sure do. They lift each they other. They believe. Yeah, they And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to add another thing with Astros. I, I agree. I, I agree. Wanted to, I wanted to go to game 7. I want to see who I, can This take is what the I was going to say. I think I actually think the series goes deep. Game oh, 7 is in the ravine. And in game 7, you want that. I want yeah, it. Yeah, yeah I want it. Game 7. Too much pressure. You're going to come up from the Albuquerque Triple A team and come up and just isotopes. Yeah, that's what's up. Let me tell you something honestly. I think that Game 7, the Dodgers win if it goes 7. Because okay, you got Clayton, you got Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw on the Game 7. You can't ask for anything more than that. But uh, Except for all hands on deck and it matters how all everything falls. deck. Can you mention you all-star McCullers game? and Verlander. No, you, well, then, that's okay. Uh, yeah. We got Kersh. These, these moves that the Dodgers made for Tony, and I said it on the Ozone, because I'm a very big fan of Tony Watson. And a very big fan of Tony Chingrani. I love Tony Watson. I love Tony Watson. I, I, I watch, I watch Tony a lot of Pirates. Uh, yeah, I watch, I, I watch not, a lot of Reds games because of him. I, I, and I, I watch a lot of Pirates games. Squad. Exactly. Singrani plays games. That's what, I, I, don't, I would leave him off the roster. Singrani. No, he, he hadn't played games he's this season. Not so far. Murderer. I know. I've, I've followed him ever since he's come through the yeah. minor league system. Yeah, 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 and yeah. and I, I was very disappointed. What is it going to take for you to get over the hump? Because tomorrow it's going to be another 102 degrees, and Justin Verlander is going to be bringing yes. what, what he didn't care what, what it was. You know, <laughs> no, Clayton's going to have to be undeniably brilliant. He's going to have to carve his name in stone. I agree. I don't this know is, if that, this is greatness. You know what? He greatness is, he is, is right great. in front of you. Yeah, and, it's and, right in front of you, Kirsch. Yeah, this is like historical. This is it. This is you it. can shut up everybody. I'm so tired. I was this. Okay, let me. But like you said, I think he's got his back hurt. I actually I, think his back is hurt. Yeah, we've been talking about that for a little while. Yeah, now. for the whole playoffs. Don't feel like he's that is. Big liability. It is a big liability because everybody knows that once he's when he's when, when he's on, there's not even a question in the game. Who's, who's the, the best, best pitcher, pitcher in baseball? baseball. He is the best yeah. pitcher, including Matt Max. Yeah, he's the best pitcher in baseball probably for the last what five six years or yeah, something seriously. like that. So seriously. I mean, it's not even in question. But right now, I there's a question mark. I mean, I he literally really good against the Cubs in, yeah. in that game. Uh, no, I can't wait. I can't wait. Now, the same thing. I love every pitcher, as a person, every a good pitcher that has come to us, the same thing has happened. Yeah, Kevin Brown. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not that. Not, no, I mean like against us in our path to the World Series. Chris Taylor 
forced his way onto this squad. He sure does. And he, and he, he puts so tough, much pressure. He is a tough out. He is a tough, a tough AB. It, and whether it's he's his gonna first sh- time around or second Keuchel, time about he's going to touch you. He's going to get on base. And he's going to cause a problem. And he's going to score. He's going to get on base and he's going to put pressure you on got, you to pitch your Justin brain, Turner. He's on base and then you got JT and you got Bellinger. And I don't care what you say. Them pitchers know what Bellinger will do to you. No, they do oh, they, all, they, 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 no, no, no. They, they, they respect that. There's, they respect no, there's no doubt the about it. I'm just saying that against a guy like Dallas Keuchel that he's never seen before, he's going to have a problem because Dallas Keuchel and all these other pitchers because he's a great player, but he's not there completely yet because he has a big hole in this Terry, he who? Cody Bellinger. He, every pitcher he saw this year, he saw for the first time. Ooh, great And he point. saw some That's great, great pitchers. Yeah, but that, that was, and, that and was and to serve. his advantage. And but and that serve. was to his advantage. But as the season progresses and they write a book on you and these guys have been sitting back and watching, they've been sending scout, scouts out to the stadium to watch his, the holes in his swing. And, and they still say, haven't been able you know to stop him. But they have been able to stop him. They slowed Cody, him down a little bit. Cody Bellinger goes in the dugout. He pulls up an iPad. He sits with Turner Ward. And he watches... At his bats. ABs. Yeah, and not only his, and he watches Keiko and he goes and up there what? with the And guess what? goes in there and does the same thing. That's great. And and he well, says, this you're is gonna, why they're going to play. No, but here's the best. But this is what I wish a yeah. commentator would, would say. He's going up there. He's waiting for that one pitch or a mistake. So he's like... I'm waiting on this Keiko fastball right here. If he get, if he beats me with the breaking ball, he beats me with the slider, whatever, then he beats me. That but if he makes problem. a mistake a or he throws that, that fastball in the wrong place, I'm going to sit on it and I'm going to hit out the park. And we, and we might, you know, everybody's looking for a great pitcher tonight. With the weather is right the, now. Honest to God, you might, you might six, get out seven, there. Eight, nine, nine, it might nine, be nine, Clayton's seven. a Texas boy. And, I agree. And they, yeah, but they play in Houston. Yeah, right? yeah. But they play on. Well, it's, they play in the Dome. Yeah. They, and, and not they, only that. The Dome's retractable. Yeah, but, yeah, but they, no, no, it, they but, never allow it to get to yes. 105. <laughs> and not only that, when you get out there, man, and, and you're in the World Series, both of these teams for the first time in a long time. It's going to be a lot of nothing. Is baseball a superstitious sport? Of course. thousand percent. Is Tommy Lasorda sitting ringside? Yeah. Is <laughs> game over? <laughs> That's game it. over. Game over. You claim it. Who we got? Who you got? Nolan Ryan? No, he yes. went to Texas. Who's who? The Astros out? Well, Nolan he Ryan. Is, it is Nolan Ryan, actually. I thought he, he <laughs> left the he <laughs> left the Rangers. It's the Nolan. It's they, they Nolan Ryan. It. See, they talked to him, bum. and they asked. <laughs> He's got a fastball for you as soon as you walk out of the door. Uh, no, he did. They asked Phil Negro. They asked him, they asked him about. Uh, they got Mike Scott. <laughs> oh, split me soon. Crazy splitter. They asked him uh, when he. They asked him about Jose Altuve. How he would have got him out, and he was like, "Well, it's a tough one. I would have had to change my approach every time." He was being very modest because Nolan Ryan would have figured out how to get him out. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I tell y'all, Nolan Ryan would have got him out. I was throwing it at his chin. And Nolan Ryan would have hit him. He and, then, and then Jose Altuve would never again in life be like, are you kidding me? A hundred something on my elbow? I'm out. I'm, I'm out. out. Or my helmet? Or my helmet. Or my Nolan rings. Ryan was mean. Oh, yeah. He was supposed to be mean. Yeah. And he kept everybody under control because he was lay, mean. Lay your theory out real quick. I, the one that we talked about, about Aaron Judge and how, and how everybody needs to slow down Aaron Judge. Oh, because they need to pitch inside to him. They actually need to hit him. Because he's too comfortable at the plate. You need to actually hit guys like Aaron Judge and the Stantons and everything else because it slows them down. Because what you have to do is to put a, a measure of fear in them so they are not so comfortable in the box so they get in there and just tee off and look and lean over the plate and just take ha- big hacks. Terry, Rizzo too. Terry, yeah. where, where would you have to hit Aaron Judge so Anywhere he would that you- feel it? <laughs> I, I tell you what, chin, I mean, we can hit him. If in you the throw 100 gl- miles an hour, or even where anywhere in the 90s, anywhere you hit him, he'll feel it. 
Baseball is hurt. You, I don't Man. know. I was about to say, even when you get hit by a guy throwing 85, yes, it, it hurts. hurts. Oh, Bad. Yeah, it hurts. And all you want to do is for to make him move his feet. That's it. Because what he's not That's doing it. is moving his feet. He's very, very comfortable. He feels How many times good. have you actually, if you go back and look at all of his at-bats, have you ever seen guys really consistently come inside to him? And that's how you get people out because that is a, that's how that's how you've got that's how the big guys get for a hundred years. Just like Clayton Kershaw gets everybody else. So you, that you think on Aaron it? Judge is more Ryan Howard than Mark McGuire? I like, think Aaron Judge would make the adjustment. I just think yeah. the pitchers need to hit him. I don't think Aaron Judge is Mark <laughs> McGuire. I think actually I think Aaron Judge has the, the potential to be actually a good hitter. Yes, right. I think he's not just a power guy. He's like a he's a, and, and he's a great athlete. Like a better, better, better I think because he's because he's fast. Actually. Yeah, you watch him run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he made some big plays. Yeah, so good. Oh Still Gurriel's home run. Another clutch hit by Gurriel yeah. that, that went by the wayside. Can we have a little cultural moment here? Let's Why do it. Not? Let's do Since it. we haven't been in the world. Well, not, not really. That's an economic thing. Let's do it. Because my friend Omar blessed me with a ticket for tomorrow, and I'm very grateful. Are you going to cry? I might cry, but I was <laughs> I was shocked. Listen, my team hasn't been in the World Series in a long time, so I really can't speak on inflation, but the amount of the the price put on the tickets... You have to be is, uh, on television to be able to afford to go to the World so Series. So how do they set like what these diehard lifelong Dodger fans are now like what they're dropping like house payments for a team. And you know what? And I don't really feel that either because this is one of the problems with most of the sports nowadays. Sure is. They cannibalize themselves because you're keeping out the people who actually literally support you know these teams, but they are there even... enough people to buy fifty five thousand tickets at the minimum value of a thousand dollars? Like, well, here herein lies the problem. <clears throat> That's face value is not a thousand dollars to sit where you want to sit, right? When you're Joe fan, that's not. The, it, it's a couple hundred dollars from the Dodgers. That ticket right there, the StubHub. We yeah, but see, StubHub isn't the Dodgers, right? I understand that, but and like, that's what I'm saying. So, so, so you really can't put that on the Dodgers, but to a certain degree, right? Uh, no, no, I, I'm not blaming the Dodgers here. You're just talking I, about I'm, in life, it's, it's sports in general, just the system. It's yeah, sort the of system. like, is this just how it goes? It is how it goes, and they keep jacking up prices. Cool. It's why we gave up our, our Clippers season yeah. tickets last year, other than the fact that the Clippers weren't serious about anything. <laughs> Wow. Um, wow. Terrible. The two of you. Uh, yeah. They really hurt my feelings. I spent CP3. all that money. I bought the freaking. No. No, no, they no, just no, no. They didn't have the heart no, to with play. With CP3, I'm saying, last year. Yeah, they really I, weren't interested in playing. I bought, paid all this money for season tickets when we found out we were going to be shooting in LA, which broke my heart. And then uh, and then I was like, Mom's taking you to the Warrior game. You know, our mother's a basketball junkie now. Diehard Warrior fan. So we take her to the game. We could have left in the first quarter. The Clippers turned the ball over the first five possessions, and within the first five minutes of the game, the Warriors were up by 15. And they act like they don't care. They and that was the thing. Yeah, but they're like our and, only silver lining. And then I saw them the the next night. I saw them that night. I dropped my mom off, and I saw them that night at catch, laughing and joking. Hey, what's up, dog? Hey, man, <laughs> ballers, man. Like, yo, man, you what are you doing? You just got blew out, dude. You just got blew out. You have no pride, but you have a lot of money. Yeah. So, speaking of that, yeah. speaking of the pride, once again, the character that my uh, that my character is named after on the show has hit us with some more buffoonery. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Charles Barkley. 
Football coming off a 29-point night. No, you got him coming off a, a six-point night. <laughs> okay, hey, don't do me like that. No, he played. I'm a Laker fan. No, I know he played last night. You come, going, <laughs> yeah. you gonna skip a game? <laughs> okay, nice well, try. Though. What do you think about that, though? I mean, like a performance like that. Well, you said guys had his number. Well, I think guys are going at him. I think he's a a nice kid. I think he's gonna be a heck of a player. But his dad has put so much pressure on him, he makes people not like him. So them boys gonna be going at his head. If you were in the league, would you? Oh, would... I would have been going at his head. No question. <laughs> you would have had. You would have been all. Oh yeah, would have been talking to him the whole time about his daddy. <laughs> yeah. So this is not. This is a bad thing. Good thing. No, it's not a good thing. His dad put him under that type of pressure under him, because his dad couldn't play dead. And now he's got everybody not liking his son, so his son gonna have to deal with that. But the guy, look, so so an NBA guy called him out the the, the night after his debut, where he didn't have a good game. I know. So he's gonna do that. Play, uh, you, you know, yeah. Beverly, Pat Beverly. Yeah, I know. And then he That's comes cool. back and pops off. Or he played against the Suns. That doesn't count. The Suns just, <laughs> son just fired that coach. Suns not playing at all, so that doesn't count. You, you see what happened with Bledsoe today? Yeah, he, yeah. Is that his fault? Yes, yeah, his fault. He should he shouldn't have. I mean, look, he. The, the coach gets fired, then he says, I don't want to no, be here. No, somebody paying you $15 million a year, you shouldn't say ever, I don't want to be here. <laughs> now that I agree with. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Charles Barkley talking about Lonzo Ball, LeVar Ball, and Eric Bledsoe and the fiasco going on down in Phoenix. Let's start with Lonzo Ball. I'm very impressed with the way that the kid bounced back. And unlike everybody else in the world, including Charles Barkley, I love LeVar Ball. I love what LeVar Ball has done by putting his son under pressure. Because you know what? LeVar Ball has been at the house for 19 years with his son. Grooming him. And he knows what pushes his buttons. The kid is 19 years old. And the kid is nice. The kid kid can finish at the rim. The kid is nice. And I love love LeVar Ball as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? Why not? <laughs> you see, hey, Alonzo ain't losing twice in one week. You see, Boogie Cousins taking a picture with them. The players, the players love him, man. Of course. What's wrong with that guy? That guy is. There's nothing wrong you know with what, what he's doing. Is? Supporting it's, his kid. No, when you when you try when you take light, people shoot at you. That's what it is, yeah. and that's what it is. But and you know what? You cannot be great unless you're willing and brave enough to step into the light. Yes, yeah. preach. And you know, Lonzo could be great. But at some point, he's going to have to step into the light, right? Oh, yeah. But see, but for now... Charles Barkley, he ste- when Charles Barkley played, people were like, I hate that dude. Sure did. And he came with the I am not a role model, the blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, the blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, you got to, like, you know, Kobe... I'm, I'll leave Kobe aside, but when you are A lot great, of people didn't like Kobe when he first started. You remember he came out... When he ran airball. When he came out and and uh, that she, I'm so, sure she definitely didn't like him. But when he came out true. and he and he airballed those shots pre 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 uh, veil rapist. Yeah, but but like you know, let's be 100. Kobe's an asshole on the court. Like people sure just was. didn't like him. Exactly. He's a beast, though. I love it. I love that. I love. I loved him when he first came in the league. Me Later too. on, I didn't really care for him. I didn't care for the way he, he carried himself. I yeah, didn't that, care was, for that way, was a part. The selfishness of it all that him and Shaq couldn't figure it out. Yeah, but and it was more so him than Shaq because I felt like Shaq was be, trying to be more of a team player than Kobe was at that point. You know, but but we digress. Yeah, but we digress. Ball is like, come on, exactly, man. man. He's but, nineteen. Well, the 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 problem is the whole team is too young. They look Yeah, they need they need a different kind of veteran that they don't have. They don't look together. And maybe it's like football, like they don't have their strength. Like if when you train for football, it you know, you don't really have your muscles till you're on the field getting hit. Right. 
right? So they need to be out on the court and get hit. So I don't think you're going to know what kind of team we have until two, three years. No, like All Star break. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm talking about for the future because I really don't feel like they're going to be where they, everybody thinks that they are until for a couple of years at least. And for you don't think they have their franchise player. Lonzo Ball might be the franchise player, but he has to develop. People don't want to. No, give I think they have the franchise player, and I think it's the other kid, Brandon Angelo. Uh, Ingram. Random Ingram. Ingram. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Ingram. I think Ingram is the franchise yeah, player. And you have those two guys. Yeah, but they have those two they just guys. Gotta, he's he's got to get some weight. He's yeah, gotta, and they have to develop. The children. Right. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're still children. kids. They're like still like kids. Lonzo, Zoe may grow four more inches. He might. And, and even if he doesn't, he needs to bulk up a little bit. And he thicken up. He is a baby. Ingram will yes. definitely thicken up. Thicken up. He's, he's, he's starting to thick up already. Yeah. Google Troy Garrity, 19. I'll show you why I look like Save with Terry. You know what I'm saying? Man, that's why they call me T-Bone, because I get in game weight. I mean, I don't care if you put weight on me. I couldn't. I didn't even have facial hair. Are you yeah, kidding? Yeah, yeah. I barely have it now. So yeah, yeah So and, and another kid that I'm very impressed with though in the league is Ben Simmons. Oh my yeah. god! But he, you know, he he that Jones fracture last year held him down. It ain't holding him down now. He's getting a triple double. Are you crazy? That yeah. kid is out there getting the job done. Yeah. There's a lot of nice kids a lot out of there nice right kids, now. Kids and now your boy Greek Freak is literally. Top five players in all of basketball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it's clear. It's not like there's a you know this is. I feel like that last year. I remember you said that. Yeah. Yeah, it was evident. Just, I mean, he the kid is, that the kid is and, really special. Yeah, he's a very same with, special Same with player. KAT. Same with Carl Anthony. Like, mm-hmm. Man, that squad, I almost call them the twins. That T-Wolves squad is going to be serious. It's trouble, right? Not this year, but about a year. I think they're going to be maybe, trouble maybe right this now. Year, they yeah. could be. His handles for a bit. I th- oh, it's amazing. I love basketball. I just, yeah. And you know what? The Pelicans are flying under the radar. We need, they, they need, <clears> I don't know if it's Drew Holiday or what it is. They have... Very formidable talent. Yes, they're formidable talent between Drew Holiday, uh, the Brow, and Boogie. Yeah, they just you know they have to jail. They got to put it together. Yeah, yeah, but now they're you know okay, we're in the new season now. We gotta we gotta start with the Jellin with Magellan. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, La- we got that. Lakers need an enforcer too. Well, the, the Lakers need an identity more so than anything. I think that's one of the biggest problems because they really don't have a guy who's the go-to guy. You, you say we say Brandon Ingram, but he hasn't developed he's not there that yet. He's not there yet. You but know? you know they're going to get it, and but, they're going to get it because they got it. Jerry West, and they and have Jerry crazy. West. Those kids have talent. No two ways about it. I actually like your man. I've always liked Muscle Man's game. Uh, the lefty Julius Randle. I yeah. love Julius. I, he plays hard. He's the kind of guy you hate playing against. Yeah, because he's all physical. over the place. He's super physical. He makes the game uncomfortable. He's the kind of guy that tore my meniscus <laughs> and, and pulled my shoulder out. He's the reason why I'm actually completely out of shape. It's because <laughs> he's the reason why you're doing a podcast. He's right the now. reason I'm doing a podcast, and I can no longer throw 92. He's, he's the reason. He's the Julius Randle type. Thanks a lot, Julius. Julius Randle esque. That kind of guy grabbed my shoulder when I got a rebound put my arm back. I love it, you know, but he's got a lot to prove where he's not going to be on team next year. Yeah, he's got true. a lot to prove. Well, the, the, the Lakers are in a point, a la the Dodgers, because they're in the, the greatest city here in the world, they're saying, hey, look, we don't lose. So either you're going to be a part of the problem or you're going to be a part of the solution. And Julius, you've been here long enough so that we need to determine <laughs> this year if you are A or B. Right, well, he's a free agent. Yeah. Right, so he can uh, get that get paid. Yes. So one addition to send a. Uh, but I, they're not good enough to bring in a Paul George or a you know. Well, this is crazy, what, but the King is not coming to this team. You don't think so? What do you think he's going to the Clippers or? Why would he come here? I. I to it's play been with rumored who? for a couple of years that he's coming here. Yeah, I would they, feel like they, he should go to the Clippers. Every year they make these rumors. He should go to the Clippers, and they and that's supposed to be one of the reasons why they brought in the Jerry West type, right? So that they can get him to. Come on, the come Clippers. On. Yeah, yeah. The Clippers. Yeah, yeah. they want to wrangle him in here. 
I, hey, I think they'd be great. I, I don't think he's staying in Cleveland, honestly. I don't think he's staying in Cleveland either. I'm just talking about he's not going to the Lakers. I don't think the Lakers have the pieces right now. That could change by the All-Star break that are attractive for someone who's trying to make you know the twilight run of their career just because their son is in a certain school district. So A lot of that. A lot of rumors about that. Um, I want to give you guys a little insight on what I did this weekend. I ran down to Austin. Uh, for the past couple days. I saw that. And I was welcomed with open arms to the motorsports world. Wow. I I was sleep on it. Um, they opened the doors of the church to me because they were fans of uh, the, the production that Terry and I produced uh, for tennis. You tennis are channel down for Advantage with Omar. Pennzoil Posse? And I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. I'm down with OPP. Okay. <laughs> and so... Uh, yeah, so I ended up this is a crazy situation. I go down there and I've never been before. The track itself, unlike a lot of the tracks which are based in the cities, this track is actually far out of the city. And you go out there, it's a 4-mile track, 3.8-mile track. So it's a big track. So where you sit is important being at the right turn and so on and so forth. So I had a fly seat set up they had blessed me with that was at the turn, a hairpin turn where all of the action happens. People pass people, you know, close to the finish line and blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, that turned out to not be enough access because the uh, the guy that, that's the president of Formula One, some, some people found out that I was there. They decided to give me super access to something that's called the grid which was awesome. And uh, I'm actually just recently became a part of the IWC watch family, and they found out I was there, and thank God I brought my beautiful IWC pilot watch. And they said, hey, how would you like to meet Lewis Hamilton at noon? I was like, yeah, I think I'd like to do that. Well, come to find Lewis and I have a lot of stuff in common. Cool dude, young dude, very happy for him. Monster athlete, the best driver in the world. And his other guests were Usain Bolt, and and uh, and uh, uh, some some internet sensation actors, uh, the homie Andrew Bachelor, also known as King Batch online, his homegirl uh, Amanda Cherney, and and my pal Hill Harper, we had a blast. And they would have put me in the two seater, and he would have drove me around, but it was, I was too tall. Once so, again, once again, height strikes once again. So, um, I had a great time before the race. It's a it's a it's a really cool setting. It's an international diverse crowd. This thing. And so so this was the cool part, right, is that I go to there. Each team has a garage Mm -hmm. where they're actually putting on, you know, putting the cars together because each team has two drivers. And then they have uh, the actual motorhome where they all watch the races. Gourmet food. It's kind of like the dugout club at Dodger Stadium. They went back and made us a fresh bowl of pasta just for us. And, you know, the whole song and dance. It's crazy. Side note, chilling with Usain Bolt. Cool as a fan. Terry thinks he's overrated. <laughs> That's one guy who Terry actually does not think <laughs> no. is overrated. He's a, I would have had back in the day. I would have liked to have raced Hussein Bolt. He is a somebody's got to be overrated <laughs> yeah. in this scenario. But um, but he's like a, he's a he was a cool dude. Man, he was a cool dude. I bet. And we were eye to eye. It was great to like meet him and see his dimensions. You know what I mean? He's a big dude. Um, obviously super lean. So. Um, so we go, and we go in the thing, and and it's cool. I mean, we meet all we all meet up, and then they're like, somebody runs out from Formula One, and they're like, here, here's your VIP access to the grid. I was like, all right, what's the grid? 
I meet. What is the grid? Thank you. I meet from the star of a film in the in the motorhome that I loved, named Nikki Lauda. Nikki Lauda was the subject of Ron Howard's movie Rush. Oh, really? Yes. And I love that German. movie. The German. Uh-huh. Wow. That I, I that I yes the other star of the movie actually passed yeah. away, so he wasn't there. So they they. Nikki is there. I knew exactly who he was because of how well he was portrayed in the film and the accident and his face is burnt up and his ears are burnt up and a whole thing. Very distinct looking man. And I went and I talked to him. He showed love. He was he, he knew who I was. And we had a conversation because they had their first scenario of pomp and circumstance at the Formula One race. They don't do it anywhere else in the world because it was Texas. They were literally rolled out a red carpet to announce the drivers. Wow. Michael Buffer announced it, so I really? ran into the homie. <laughs> we talked boxing. And we were talking about that, and that led us to start talking about President Cheeto and all this other stuff. And uh, Nikki and I got along really well. He told me, this is your first race? I said, yeah. You watch with me. Literally, I got to watch the race sitting next to Nikki Lauda, one of the greatest Formula One drivers of all time. Wow. And he gave me a tutorial so I knew what I was watching, and it changed the whole game. Totally fascinating racing now. I'm, I'm all in. I love it. And what he would do was... It was like how Mr. Horton would take us around the Tiger Stadium. He would take me to places where they're like no cameras and blah, blah, blah. And people would try to come up and say something with me. And he would shoot him a look like, <laughs> come to find that he's part owner of the Mercedes AMG team. And that's oh, wow. why. Oh, really? And he took me around. I was on his hip, Jack. I was on his hip. He takes me to the grid. The grid is before the race starts, all of the cars line up, starting with pole position, like the video game we all used to play. So Lewis is in the very front. But there's a, a, a you know a, a whole parade of 20 cars or something like that where they're all lined up waiting to start the race. You're out there on the track with all the drivers and the mechanics and everybody. They have warmers for the tires because you have to actually heat the tires to a certain temperature before the race starts. All of the mechanics, the fuel, starting to cranking the engine up. I mean, the technology on this thing is insane. The technology on the cars are crazy. And so... Um, I'm walking. I'm trying to do a, a you know an Instagram live, and what's interesting is is that the reception was bad, was really terrible. bad in Austin, and, and my Instagram live suffered from it. But walked out past me, walks President Clinton. All kind of people were out there. President Clinton walks past. I was like, whoa, it's Bill Clinton. I keep it moving. He's got a bunch of Secret Service around, looking like they want to give me the you know the. And so I didn't want none. So I just went and started talking to Nikki. We hung out, and and then I'm walking off the track. President Clinton gives me the, the finger point. He gives me the Derek Jeter and calls me over. Starts chopping up with me about my career and all this stuff. This guy is yeah. super Have charming. you ever met him before? Yeah. Really, I mean, and he, you know what's the cool part? He looks strong. He didn't look fail, frail and feeble. He's There's one of those dudes that, that when he gets you and locks in with you, you're just, it's like he's taking you. <laughs> he's a real politician. Yeah, he's really good at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so so we had a great conversation. He's blessed with real special people power. He has yeah. extreme charisma. Yeah. And you're talking to a charismatic dude. And I could yeah, recognize no. him like, wow. Yeah, no. And thank God. So Lewis was getting in his car. His brother's out there with him. His brother's also on his team. And uh, and so Lewis, is, while he was preparing to get in the car, his, uh, his photographer was walking with me. So that's how I got all those awesome photos. Wow. So he was taking pictures. Great shots. Great shots. This guy's name is Ripke. Look him up. He, I, I gave him photo credit on the thing. Great ad on the gram. And uh, 
Only person I didn't get to meet was Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas was right behind me. One of my favorite movie stars of all time. He's amazing. Great guy. He was a, and he looked like he just got off the set of Romancing the Stone Eight. <laughs> he was in some fly linen. Got throat cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From cunnilingus. From that box. <laughs> yeah, from that box. He was slurping on that box. Wanda Sykes is like, that's funny. I've eaten a lot of pussy. I've never got that. <laughs> Sorry. That's Ms. human being So, yeah. He's so, amazing. So, he was, he was, he seemed very nice. He was talking to everybody. I love it. Omar was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I was with the greatest race car, race car driver ever and hanging out. President Clinton, you know, recognized me. guy of all time. I really just, I didn't get to meet Michael Douglas. <laughs> I really wanted to. I grew up. What a letdown. He's, yeah. he's one of my favorites ever. I really, I grew up going to the movies with my mom. I remember going to watch Jewel of the Nile, Romance in the Stone. He was Jewel hot in the 80s. Oh, he was, he's man. the hottest in yeah. the 80s. Who's hotter than him in but the 80s? You know, Fatal Attraction? Who's hotter than him in the 80s, really? Who's hotter than, than him in the 80s? Well, no no one, but plus his. What about just, Harrison Ford? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, the yeah. only one. Yeah. My, one of my other faves. But well, I don't know. Tom Harrison Ford was bigger. Yeah, but there was a there was a but specificity. The, there's also, there. Yeah, God, Michael Douglas catches you across the board. Long, yeah, producing? Did he direct Traffic or just produce it? Starring? I think it. he was a, he he produced it. What's his name? Soderbergh did Traffic. Does he bag Catherine Zeta like at an old age? I mean, they use a KG vet. This KG vet. You know how strong his game yeah, yeah. is. His <laughs> rap is so strong. Totally. And his dad was like, "Son, this is how you do it." Big <laughs> <laughs> Kurt. Yeah. the ropes. <laughs> Son, his dad was a, was a stud. Kurt Douglas Spartacus. Stud. Spartacus. Spartacus, dude. <laughs> For real. That's yeah. back when you're like, I, I know how to drive the horse. <laughs> <laughs> no stuff, man. Yeah. That's you. Yeah, On an exactly. actual horse-drawn carriage. Yeah, so they, uh, that was, that was a very cool experience. Lewis ends up winning the race. Wow. I'm on Nikki's hip the whole time. The race is almost over, and he's like, okay, it's under control now. We go to the garage. And he said at that point, that was the only thing that was a concern was if there's a malfunction with the vehicle or something like that. So we go to the garage. I'm not supposed to be there. Of course, I get access because of Nikki. Lewis pulls in. People go crazy. Parade. They take him up to the top. Usain Bolt and him do the the, the uh, arrow thing. You know, they, they uh, President Clinton gives him the, the trophy. Uh, this was a big championship win. It's going to be his fourth in a row, fourth year in a row, which is insane. Wow. Which now means after he wins, after it becomes official official, he there's only Michael Schumacher is the only driver who has more than him ever. And so, and he's only thirty years old, this kid. And so, uh, and so, I'm like, wow, what a great day! I'm hanging out, drinking champagne, you know, the, all the. It's a big deal because the whole it's a team sport. That's the thing I didn't understand. It's a it's a real team, you know. So then he's like, uh, they're about to go do their actual winner circle team picture, and I was I was standing in the back, and Nikki was like, come on. I was like, what? He's like, was like, okay, you on the team? My, that was my German. Oh, my time. It needs some help. <laughs> no, no, my, I, I, I responded to him. I was like, what? What is this? And so I end up, the tallest guy there is me and Usain Bolt, and we end up in the front row on a knee. And you want to hear some comedy? We oh had a great God. conversation about bad knees and being tall and on your knee when you know you're supposed to stand at the back of the team picture. And what did they do? It was a big fat setup. They had me and Bolt on our knee in the front, and then they turned the tables. Usually, the team pours the champagne on the driver. Lewis Hamilton decided to turn the champagne on us. Hill Pop Harper, bottles. <laughs> Hill Harper decided to use me as a crutch, so I couldn't stand up. I already got a bum knee. You know, I got a bum knee, Hill. So he pushes <laughs> me down. I end up paralyzed, and and Hamilton 
pours a whole magnum of moe on my back. Wow. So you're saying a group of German men asked you to get on your knees and then poured <laughs> champagne on you? And, and held this you on is the, the steel dossier. That sounds like car <laughs> racing that I've heard of. Always an interesting, like a great an interesting visit with Troy OG. <laughs> yeah, in that Texas heat, it was hella sticky. It was, it was wet. It really was. Did they give you one of those jumpsuits like a Mercedes Benz? No, AMG? but they gave me one in Indy, and it was fly. Actually, yeah, it it looked really good on I it. Love but, those, but they didn't they let me keep nice. it. I should have walked out. You could be like a it. real me- mediocre man, but if you put on a race car suit, what? You're a stud. Are those totally. like astronaut suits or something? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're flame retardant. Yeah. I did get a dope head sleeve though. So I could walk around like with the head sleeve, like what's up? That sounds amazing. Yeah, it was a, it was a crazy experience. It's a shout out to F one, Coda Circuit of the Americas, uh, IWC, and and the Mercedes AMG squad headed by Lewis Hamilton. A lot of love. Did they give you an invite to go to one of the racing tracks? Like they we, gave me yeah. an invite to come to Mexico City this Thursday to go to the next race, and I told them that the Dodgers made the World Series, so I can't I can't fade them. And so then they extended the invite to Abu Dhabi around Thanksgiving. I was like, damn, it's Thanksgiving. They were like, what? The choice is yours. Like, <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> Hotness. Like, bye, ma. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty – it was a great experience. And, I mean, you know, outside of the United States, this is one of the biggest sports in the world. You know, this is probably – Huge. Second besides soccer. behind soccer, yeah. NASCAR is the biggest in the States, right? Yeah. Yeah. NASCAR does dumb numbers. But Formula One internationally – their budget. Their is this the same thing that they do in like, like Monaco? Yeah, this is it. This is that. Is it because they sell so much merchandise? Meaning like the crazy cars merch. The, yeah, crazy merch. I mean, it's it's a profitable venture. They're not. This isn't charity. You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 Anyways, guys, we gotta go because we gotta head to the stadium. Yeah. OG, you got anything else to add? I. I you know what? This is gonna. This is really. These are two teams that deserve to be here. They sure. They, they sure do. do. They really do. But it's a clash the, of the titans. Yeah, but LA needs it more. We I just, don't know. You said Hurricane Harvey? Yeah. Damn, that's harsh. No, no. We, we just we, have a heat wave. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, but we had tr- huge fires in, in the state sure of California. Did. I mean, sure 7,000 homes were lost. You know, sure did. It's, 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 we but got, unfortunately, we, sports, as evidenced by 9-11 and the Yankees losing to Arizona, have nothing to do with the tragedy that your city or state have gone through. It's about to go down because this is about who's going to play the sharpest baseball. That's what I think. I think it's about who's going to execute. I'm sorry and to make be the so morbid. Right yeah, you're keeping it, <laughs> keep it down. But you know, I invite you in LA. I like you to take it. You start we, talking we, about cunnilingus and, and knees and champagne. There's a and, lot of important things on the table here. Clayton Kershaw's place in the history books. Yep. Because nobody will let him live down. No, nope. I'm so tired of people talking about him not being big time in the postseason. Because and it definitely if you take away two, if no, you take away not. two if you, innings, if you take away two starts and really only two innings, even the start that when everybody started to really cement his legacy is tarnished, he gave up three runs over seven innings in St. Louis. Yeah. And Adams that, hit a, he hit a curveball ball. that that he wasn't playing with the best team either. That was a Yasiel Puig that wasn't up to code. It yet. sure was. That was he strong, couldn't make contact. Yeah. And that's when Michael Walker hit. Hanley Ramirez in the ribs broke, broke his rib because Hanley Ramirez was that that, that knocks us out of the sure playoffs. Sure it is that, that, playoffs. because you couldn't get Hanley out. Yeah, you know so it, the, they couldn't the get Hanley out, and Hanley's a big time ball player yeah. in that. You know he just doesn't turn it on all the time. But you know it's just you can't put that on him. He's it's a pitcher. He needs help. You got to help him out. You got team. You have to score runs. Yeah, no and doubt. Then, I was just asking him, was that the most runs that you've ever seen them score for him the other day? 
When they scored what, no, the nine runs, yes. no, yeah, 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 yeah. I've never seen him score the that re- many runs. the regular season or whatever. I've never seen him score that yeah. many runs. Usually he's in a tight squeeze. He's always one and, and let me tell you what one. he did. He got you up know, six nothing and started to carve. If you give him the lead, you, yeah, you, just, you, you the, turn the TV, TV off. Problems. You turn the TV off. <laughs> we can leave. Yeah. If the Dodgers put up three runs on Dallas Keuchel in the first inning, we can go home. You, can you go know, home. yeah, and it's going to be a tough, tough game. It's either going to be a huge blowout or this. I'm so not born ready to be a. Radio announcer, because <laughs> there, there's no this is either a blowout or this is a pitcher's duel. I, it, it's like racing; Pe- you get your fastest times against your best competition. Hundred percent, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah Keuchel yeah. and Clayton both know that they're going if they're going ace to ace right now. Like, there's a a line has been drawn in the dirt, and they're going to war. So. Uh, it's just going to go to the most ferocious competitor, and yeah. I don't think anyone's more ferocious than Clayton. There it is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you got anything else to add? That's it, man. Let's let's, been... let's get it out. <laughs> let's get ready to rumble. Got to leave you with a quote from the Bible today, folks, from Proverbs thirteen ten. Pride only breeds quarrels, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. Ladies and gentlemen, you may want to take our advice, but you're going to have to choose between the three of us to determine who's going to win the World Series. This is The Ozone. I am your host, Omar Miller. We were joined by special guest Troy Garrity, where people can find you at... Troy OG. Everywhere. (laughs) And I'm here with my brother Terry Miller, known as the Icons with a Z. This is The Ozone. It's time for Dodger Baseball. Ozone. I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the lights.